Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Akuo. I'm so glad to be back with you today to start something new. Now, before we do that, I'd like to recap where we've been this year. Well, we started with the word that God gave us uh, to kick off the year, which was sturdy. We want to be built in the most sturdy way possible, which is on the firm foundation of Jesus. That's where we have to start. We have to start with Jesus, and that's where we go from there. We learned the first thing we need to do is believe in Jesus before anything else. And from there, we started looking at what the early church looked like. We learned about what they did to build on their belief. And in some ways, we viewed the example of faith that they left behind, and we're trying to apply some of those lessons to our lives. Now, that's the right path for us to be going, but I wanted to stop and, and, and zoom in on something. And it actually worked out really well that Sherry was with us the last few weeks. She primed us with the ideas of how God views us. She helped us look through our identity in Christ over the last few weeks and really uh, get some good introspection. And that actually made me think about how we are setting you, Akuo Church, how we are setting you up to have a life that is sturdy enough for you, but also for your friends, family, and your greater community. It actually made me think about something that seems to keep on popping up in my life. You see, a handful of years ago, for my son's birthday, my mother and father-in-law got him a playground set. And it wasn't like one of those little tiny, you know, baby playground sets. No, it was one of those sets that has space for like a couple of swings. Then it has a ladder that leads up to a platform where a kid can go down a slide. I mean, it, it, it's big enough for like me to climb up in it and go down the slide. It can handle that kind of weight. However, and this is well documented, I'm not the most handy person around. Now, on the other hand, I'm not someone that backs down from a challenge either. So when they came and dropped off these two giant boxes, like, you know, they were like this tall and this wide, and, and I opened them up in the backyard, and when I took a look inside, I found hundreds and hundreds of pieces of wood and screws and instructions, because this is like an, an eight-foot-tall structure. <laughs> Now, the, the instructions, thankfully, were very good. They're clear and well-written, and uh, as I started reading through them, I felt like I could totally accomplish what the instructions were showing me to do. But when I started on the first step, I learned that I, I didn't know a few things. It was like, what kinds of materials did I have to work with? And then when I did know where, what I had to work with, where were they at? Where were those materials at? I mean, I knew that I had everything I needed inside the boxes, but I didn't know what they were or exactly where they were when I needed them. So what I did is I pulled out all the pieces out and organized them and laid them out so I could inspect them. So when the instructions called for a certain piece, I knew exactly where to find it. Doing this made the process so much easier. And the same thing goes for us and our journey of being sturdy. We can have our Bible. We can have the Holy Spirit giving us all the instructions. But if we don't know what we have, or if we don't know what we have, but we don't know how to access it within ourselves, well, we can't really be the most efficient. So in this series, what I want to do is lead us all in a time of introspection. For the entirety of this series, I want us to be inspecting ourselves. 
Sometimes it might be inspecting what we possess, like the, the kinds of different things that, that we have and skills and abilities. Other times it might be inspecting how we function, how we actually live that out. No matter what it is, we will be taking a look at ourselves through the lens of how God has put, it, put us together and how we have been given even more because of Jesus. Now, before we go any further, let me just uh, pray over this, uh, over all of you guys, and, and we'll pray before this message gets fully going. So just pray with me. Jesus, right now we ask that you would be speaking to us as we learn more about ourselves. We ask that as we inspect ourselves, that we would be able to see your thumbprints and your design everywhere in everything we talk about. Thank you so much for everything. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy, mighty, and awesome name, Jesus. Amen. Now, the way that we are going to inspect ourselves is by studying through the letter the Apostle Paul wrote to the people of Ephesus. Now, we are actually going to do this a, a little different than normal. Our, our, we're going to stop a bunch to really take a look at every piece of what Paul had to say to the Ephesians and how we can use it in our lives. But first, let's get some context on what is going on here. As you may remember from a few weeks ago, we talked about Paul and his visit to the people of Ephesus. While he was there, all kinds of craziness happened. Uh, he started sharing the gospel of Jesus, and it was after that that amazing, crazy stuff started happening. People were like catching the Holy Spirit, right? They were believing in Jesus left and right, and then they were manifesting the Spirit in all kinds of amazing ways. There were many Jews and Gentiles that were turning from their old lives and turning towards Jesus. With that, we saw that there were many sorcerers that denounced their practices and even threw away their spell books that would be worth millions of dollars today. Not only that, but Ephesus is also the city that rioted over silversmith's loss of business because of the people who turned from their worshiping of the great Ephesian goddess Artemis and turning toward Jesus. They stopped buying all their trinkets and all their things to worship Artemis, and they started following Jesus, and that messed with their economy, and they rioted it. Well, after Paul left Ephesus, he continued to do his thing. He continued to go to new cities, preach about Jesus, and help build new churches. And it was going well for the kingdom of God, but it wasn't necessarily the best for Paul's reputation with the Romans. So what ends up happening is that Paul is thrown into a prison in Rome. And this is where he is writing this letter from, this letter to the Ephesians. He's writing it from a Roman prison. Now, in his letter to the Ephesians, Paul wrote to the unity of the Ephesian church and the universal church. The emphasis on the importance of love is also strong. More than one-sixth of Paul references to love in his 13 epistles occur in Ephesians. So we are going to ask a lot and talk a lot about love, which makes sense. This is one of the new laws that Jesus gave to us as a part of the new covenant that he created. The covenant that rendered the law of Moses fulfilled. So now that we have a good background on what is happening, let's take a look at what Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. Here's how he kicks it off. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I would love to get a letter or email or even text message that starts like this. Being called a holy person and a faithful follower of Jesus is a nice way to get a message started. And you know what? Sherry talked about this a few weeks ago. Paul knows the people that he's writing to. 
He knows exactly who they are. He knows exactly what they do in great ways, and he knows exactly what they do in terrible ways. But he still writes them this way. And part of the reason that Paul is writing is to help them promote unity in the church because there's some sort of divide happening. So even though he knows about all of these things, he still considers the people of the Ephesian church holy people and faithful followers. Then Paul turns around and prays that they are able to have grace and peace in their lives. Like I said, it's a nice way to get this kicked off. Also, it establishes the tone of this letter. This is Paul writing to a bunch of people that he cares and loves for. He wants the best for them. And that's what this letter is all about. So let's keep going in the letter. Here's what Paul writes next. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. All right, let's stop and dig in right here. I want to look at two phrases here that you'll see in the scripture. All praise to God and blessed us. Now, even though it seems like they mean two different things, they actually use the same Greek word. So the New Testament that we read today is actually translated into English from Greek. And the word that is used for praised and blessed is eulogitas. Eulogitas is actually a compound word. The first part is eulogasas, which means to bless or praise. Now, the second half of this word is lego, which means tiny brick that will destroy your foot if you step on it. I'm, th that's dumb, I'm sorry. Uh, lego actually means to say or speak something. So this full word, eulogitas, means to speak well of, or eulogize, or extol, which is nice to think through. Paul is saying, all praise to God. What he's saying, speak blessing on God. We are speaking a blessing on God. Then understanding that God has blessed, spoken onto us, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Now, what's interesting to see in this is that God ha has blessed, right? He did it already. It's past tense which we can look at in a few ways. He has blessed us before we believed in Jesus, or God blessed us outside of time, which we can get to in a little bit. We'll, we'll talk about that. Don't worry about it. So when we look at these spiritual blessings, it is important to remember that they have already been given to us. Let me say that again. Those spiritual blessings have already been given to us. When you believe in Jesus, these are given to you. We don't have to work to get these blessings. You already have access to them. You just gotta find where they are within you. Here's how the theologian Harold W. Honer explains it. Since these benefits have already been bestowed on believers, they should not ask for them, but rather appropriate them by faith. Now, much like the playground set that I was putting together, I need to do a few things. I need to understand what I have, and I need to understand where it's at. All the pieces were there, I, and I had the instructions. I just had to find them to follow the instructions. And I think the same thing goes for us. If you have believed in Jesus, you now possess every single blessing in the heavenly realms. Think about that. Every single blessing in the heavenly realms is all within you. Your job is now to access them. 
And the way that you can do that is by regularly talking with God, regularly getting into the world. And when you spend a little bit of extra time with him each week, you can shed light on how to access and utilize your spiritual blessings in your life. Now, let's keep going with Paul's letter. Here's what he wrote next. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Now, this section right here is what we can call the father section. Paul zooms in on the role God the Father plays in these spiritual blessings. And he kicks it off with a beautiful sentiment to dig into here. The idea that before God made the world, before it existed, he loved us and chose us. Now, what this means is that when it comes to all of the things in the universe that God has created, he loved us the most. Before anything else came, he loved us. Now, this is a place where some people might start to get caught up on the idea of being chosen by God. This is a place where people that lean this way can get wrapped up in something called predestination. It's a viewpoint that is regularly debated, the idea of predestination versus free will. So predestination is just the idea that we aren't actually in control of anything we do because it has all been done and set up by God. There's no free will. Free will would say that we have all of our choices. We get to choose what's going to happen. Now, in this scripture, I feel like you can see how this works out. The way that God was able to make this happen, the way that we are all able to be holy and without fault, the way that we are able to have all of his spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms is through Jesus, right? You see that in Christ, through Christ. So Jesus' act of laying his life down for us was one of sacrifice and of love. The way God was able to work through sacrifice and love. Now, does being robbed of choice sound like something that lines up with sacrifice and love? No, because God is the embodiment of love. The disciple John went as far to say that God is love. And to me, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the idea that God is stealing free will from his most loved creation. Think about it like this. When I first saw my wife, Lauren, I chose her. I chose to pursue her. However, she had a choice. She had the choice to reciprocate that feeling or not. Then moving further into our relationship, I got down on a knee and I asked her to marry me. I chose her to get married to. At no point did I pick her up, throw her over my shoulder and tell her that she's going to choose me to be married. And there's a really good reason I didn't do that. It isn't love. I mean, it's also illegal, but mainly, it isn't love. I did my best to show Lauren that I loved her and that I would take care of her in every possible way I could. And God's been doing the same thing for us since before we were born on like an infinitely better level. And he did it before he even created the world. And the reason he can do that is because he is, isn't taking away our free will, but rather because he is omnitemporal. 
God has always existed in the universe. He will always be in existence. He can see the start and finish of everything. So he knew what he would choose before, or he knew what we would choose before we even chose it. He just happened to choose all the people that would choose Jesus. Sometimes that might feel like it's predestination, but it's not. It's just having knowledge. And then all of this gives God great pleasure. And think about that. God's ability to adopt us into his family brings him great pleasure. You, me, bring God great pleasure. So let's keep going. Here's what Paul wrote next. And this is a little bit of a longer one, so hang with me here. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Now, because we have all of these things handed over to us, we will praise God for the grace he has poured out on us through Jesus. Through kindness and grace, God purchased our freedom through Jesus. Again, kindness and grace doesn't steal from you, doesn't limit you. Not only that, in addition to forgiveness and spiritual blessings, we get wisdom and understanding and an inheritance from God. This is all amazing. He chose us in advance. He chose all the people that were going to follow Jesus to receive these blessings. He loved us first, and he spent all of our lives, all of our eternity before attracting us to him. This is a love relationship. We are a beloved part of the family of God. And here's how it goes. God, love, God the Father loves his son, Jesus. Jesus sacrificed his life for us. And through that sacrifice, when we believe in Jesus, Jesus covers all the things we have done that would have separated us from God. So because we are covered by Jesus, we are loved by God. And we become part of the family. Now, for some of you that are listening right now, maybe you've never joined that family. Maybe God has been pulling you closer and attracting you further and further and, and just getting close up and you ended up somehow, some way listening to this today and something's happening. There's something going on in you that just tells you turning to Jesus is the next thing that you need to do. And I want to help you do that. And the way that you can do that is by simply believing. Believe that Jesus was the son of God sent down to the earth to lay his life down for us. That's it. Now, if you want to make that declaration in your life right now, you can do that. Even if you're just like 1% sure of that, God will do the rest. So right now, I'd like to help you confirm that belief in Jesus with a simple conversation that you will have with him, which we will call prayer. So if you want to do that, I, I can help you, I can help lead you in that conversation. And to help you out in this moment, I'm going to ask the entire Akuo community to be praying along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community with you to pray with you and to help you with whatever's going on. 
So if you're interested in starting that relationship, becoming a part of the family, just pray something like, like this. Just say this between you and God. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now this next part is for all of you listening right now who are believers. I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads if you're able to, and I want you to, I want you to speak some of the truths over you that we've been reading today. So just bow your heads and listen to this. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. You are united with Christ. You were loved by God before the world was created. You have been chosen by God through Jesus. You have been adopted into God's family. You joining God's family gave him great pleasure. You have been covered with God's glorious grace. You had your freedom purchased by Jesus. You have been showered with God's kindness, wisdom, and understanding. You have been revealed to God's mysterious will. You have received an inheritance from God. Now let these truths wash over you. This is how you are viewed by God. These are some of the things that you have been blessed with. Now let's pray. God, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the sacrifice made for us to, uh, that allows us to have access to all of these blessings. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing us to be united with you in Jesus. Now help us remember all of the things that we have been given. Help us remember that you have given us all the tools we need to take on the world. Thank you. Thank you for everything. And we pray all of these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, thank you so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things I would like to share with you. Now, I've been talking about this week after week, but guys, I'm going to keep on banging this drum and banging this drum. What we have been talking about is linking to our community. When we are talking about loving people, sometimes it can be a very practical way to do it. Sometimes linking to our community is sending a meal when someone is hungry or when they're sick. Sometimes it's cutting someone's lawn. I mean, right now as school is starting, there is something that you might be thinking about doing to help families, educators, and students. Now, what I want you to do is be thinking about all these things. And if you find something that you feel passionate about, that you want to move towards, that you want to link to your community, come and talk with us because we would love to help you. We would love to help you with resources or people, whatever it is. I want you to find it and then reach out to us when you get there. Now, to do that, you can email me directly at humby.stadavita at akuo.church. Now, I'm looking forward to hearing how we will be linking to our community next. Just this past week, we had a couple of members come to us 
and say, here's how I need to link to our community for these resources. So I'm excited to hear from you. Now, next week is going to be a different kind of service. We will have music. There will be a little bit of teaching. I'll be going through the next part of Ephesians 1. But after that, we're going to have a lot of time for us to connect to God through some guided prayers. We are so excited for this service. We figured that with school starting next week and with all the families, with students or families that have an educator going back to school, we could be praying for all of you and leading you in prayer, among all the other things that we need to be praying about for our lives and our community. Guys, it's going to be a fun service. You definitely don't want to miss that. And if you're watching or listening online right now, we'd love to see you in person for that one. It's going to be way better in person. So the next thing I want to talk about is our community groups that are getting kicked off for the fall semester at the end of this month. So be on the lookout for that for when you can join it. Also, if you're interested in leading one of these community groups, we will be meeting on August the 14th, next Sunday at noon in one of the Cool Kids classrooms to help you get prepared to lead a community group next semester. Now, the next thing I'd like to do is talk about the ways we can be sacrificially generous here at Akuo. Now, I don't care how you decide to be sacrificially generous. I just want you to be listening to God about it. And he'll let you know what to give, when to give, all of that good stuff. Now, if you aren't sure where to start or if you haven't heard from the Lord yet, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing which means giving a first fruit 10% offering in the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be the place that you start at. Now, sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and if that's you, that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to be with you right now. Please allow us to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, and you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here to Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the, all the instructions that you will see on the screen as you click through. Now, we also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to AKUO at PO Box 100, 125. San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love each and every one of you and appreciate all of you, and we will be praying for you now and all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, I just ask as people turn off their phones and, and put away their, their, their laptops and, and tablets and turn off TVs or radios, Lord, I pray that you would continue to be speaking to them. I pray that you would continue to show them all the ways they are so overwhelmingly blessed with spiritual blessings in their lives. I pray that they would understand all the different tools and, and, and pieces and, and things that you have given them so they can change the world, so they can serve their family, 
so they can be linked to their community. And Jesus, we thank you that we have access to all these things because of your sacrifice. We thank you for that. And we love you, Jesus, and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.